0: Hello everybody, welcome back to Vention
1: where people find passions and passions find people. I am here with a Wyatt who is talking about cinematography, animation and the amazing world of Unreal Engine. And with that, let's get animating.
0: guy it's tuesday it's tuesday monday was labor day monday was a holiday we wouldn't be working just kidding we were what did you do labor day uh i i did more 3d animation stuff and spent the whole day waiting for my asset pack to open nice
1: nice <laughs> so like i know assets and rendering and stuff takes like a really long time
0: Yeah, it does. (laughs) It wasn't even, like, rendering. It was just um, getting all, like, the assets I'm going to be using for my first 3D world opened because I downloaded, like, this huge project file from uh, Megascans. It was, like, this, like, medieval, like, environment. It was, like, a whole map. And, like, you can just take stuff out of it and, like, put it in your world. So, like, just getting that whole thing, like, downloaded and opening it it probably took, like, over 15 hours. So
1: Yeah, I love Megascans, but... uh... It does take quite a while to render and stuff like that. I mean, I mean the, anything does, but especially with our potatoes. Yeah, I'm doing it on a laptop, so. Yeah. So explain what, uh, okay, before we explain what Megascan is, let's okay. go back and talk about um, Unreal Engine.
0: Okay, yes, Unreal Engine. So I first started getting into, like, Unreal Engine when it was back in, like, earlier this summer and, uh, I was just kind of like struggling thinking about going into my senior year. I was like, dang, like, I feel like I haven't really learned a whole lot. And like, there's so many other kids in my class that are like, I feel like they're just leagues ahead in terms of like actual, uh, skill with like the camera and creating content. Um, and your major is cinematography. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, dang, I need to like figure something out. I'm going to my senior year. I can't just like graduate and like not have any skills to show for it. So like I talked to my dad about it and uh, like he's not really in the picture, but he knows a lot about like that industry. So like I just kind of asked him for advice, like for the blue moon that I talked to him and uh, he was like, dude, you should um, learn how to code, do Unreal Engine. And then there's like this other app that I totally forgot about. But um, I tried doing coding first and that was really boring. So I was like, all right, I'm going to do the fun one first. And I actually started doing Unreal Engine. And I went through like your first hour in Unreal Engine, like right when you download the software. So uh, that was a lot of fun. And then got through like that entire section. And um, now I'm like on a, I'm following this YouTube tutorial to create my first like 3D world. And uh, it's for Unreal Engine 5, which I feel like is way more exciting to work on because it's like early access. It's like the latest tech and, Um, it's been such a blast to do that and I'm almost done with it. So that's kind of like where I'm at right now.
1: So unreal engine is a, um, basically a software. It's a free software. Yeah. Um, where people develop games, uh, and more recently, uh, short films, uh, videography is on there, uh, cinematography. Like it's perfect for just like compiling assets and putting it together to create, um, and assets are just like online, uh, virtual um resources like uh, a car or a person uh, or buildings or anything random those are assets basically you can compile assets very easily in unreal engine uh for being a free software it's it's amazing what people have done and um back on uh when i did the uh strangers interview when i had you on uh i uh told you about ian hubert hubert yeah Ian hubert and he recently created a multi year, uh, like several year project. He completed it called Vertigo, I believe it was called, or Dynamo. Yep, it was Dynamo. Dynamo. Yep. Um, it's called Dynamo and is completely, uh, with some uh, green screening of his wife, um, he completely created an entire world, an entire short film animation using only unreal engine which is a free software all you have to do is put time into it and what's really cool about what he did is he would do like minute long um segments or like two minute long segments of like quick little tutorials and i just think it's so cool that like all these little tiny concepts if you learn one thing at a time it it's not quite as daunting and in the end end result it's like as good if not better than a movie just by one guy one guy made the whole thing So like. Um, you took a little bit of inspiration, uh, just from that. But before then, um, I think it's really cool that you're not in the realm of animation.
0: Yeah. And I, uh, yet,
1: and yet you're jumping into it because of your cin- cinematography background.
0: Which is like so funny. Cause like I first started like college with a 3d animation major. Oh really? And I, I did take a semester on 3d animation, but they were like, we're going to teach you how to draw a circle and like, we're Oh teach yeah. Yeah. How the to bouncy. draw a square. <laughs> It was, uh, I was like, this is not fun. Uh, Give your cube character. Yeah, uh, but less fun. There's no names. It was just a cube. And uh, you're graded on how well you drew a cube. And I was like, this is really lame. (laughs) And then I switched over to, like, Christian studies, like, got baptized and stuff. And uh, then I was like, well, I don't know if I want to do preaching for the rest of my life. I want to do what I want to do. And then um, it was, like, complicated because I wanted, like, share a good story and, like, uh, um share like some of the things that i've like learned throughout my life and um i switched over to cinematography with a minor philosophy as like kind of like a the next step of that and now like going into my senior year i'm like re-bringing up like that 3d animation but i'm doing it myself because i was like i can learn everything i need to learn or everything that i could have been taught here at the university just through youtube and i'm like actually like Going through with that and being like, okay, well, let's see how far I can go with just like as much free tutorials and free uh, materials as possible.
1: Which is super far nowadays uh, with even just free YouTube alone, like regardless of anything else, YouTube alone will get you so far. Like you could, like what you're doing is you can make full on major productions strictly off of just, um, just that. Um, I'm not sure if it's Unreal Engine, but... There was a guy that did a solo animation. I think it was Unreal Engine. But he, he made his own animation, much like Dynamo, except it was completely CGI. There was no green screen. Um, and it was uh based off a of Warhammer. Um, I'll 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 send you a link, but it's Please absolutely <laughs> mind-boggling how like amazing it is, like sound effects. Um, music, uh, literally little, little tiny scratchy details, but it's so cool. Like Jeez. just the fact that like somebody can come out with something that that guy's hands down could be better than a, a movie, and like is better than like ninety percent of all cinematics in video games. Yeah, like yeah. it is so. It was it's 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 un it's it's unreal unreal. unreal. <laughs> it's unreal how like yeah. one person how one person could do it but like now that things are keep evolving. And like you said that you get the fifth one, like now that things are evolving, they're becoming more streamlined, more easy for indie developers to just create their own individual Mm -hmm. passion project of just their
0: own. It's insane how much it's like, I like I've only been doing it for like a couple months. And even that, like I like, I try and be consistent of it, but like I lost motivation. Like I had work to do like other stuff going on in my life. So it wasn't like, oh, I'm going like to the wall with it, but yeah. even like with the amount that I have been able to put into it, like I've already created so much, and it was all for free. I know it's it's literally insane. It's like literally like just type it in, and then like boom, you can make a world, just like that. It's yeah. insane.
1: And like when people look at that kind of s- stuff, it like looks very daunting, which it very well could be if you wanted to go the long route. Mm. But with Unreal Engine and Mega Scans, like if you wanted to sit down and 3D model every single thing customized to perfection, it will take an eternity. Yep. But with Megascans, Megascans is a, a software that's built into or collaborates with yep. uh, Unreal Engine where it basically, you can scroll through hundreds, if not thousands and thousands of um, assets. Literally you can, you can type in cyberpunk and it will come up with hundreds and hundreds of, different cyber like literally it will have like a like a median yeah like the 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 concrete medians yeah um it will be like have like a, a spray paint decal yeah if you want and then it'll be like a little bit cracked in the middle and like all kind of like turned on its too. side
0: you can customize all I those know. things too it's not like here is a like a spray painted 3d asset it's like no it's a material it's like a mesh that you like can go through and change the parameters like oh i don't want cracks on this you can turn that off you don't want the spray paint you can turn that off you want to change the color and the font or what it looks like there's an option for that it's already built in it's all coded it's like right there laid out and you go into the blueprints which is like unreal's version like version of like uh, visual coding you can go in there and it's like oh this is the color this is the text this is like the actual like textures like this is the meshes And, like, it's all laid out right there. It's so simple, black and white. Yeah.
1: Which, to me, the coding part looked to be the most daunting part. Yeah, it is. (laughs) It's me, very, like, artistic and stuff, I like the placement and the the configuration of everything. But, yeah, like, um, how you can customize everything. They even have, like, um, they'll have an artist compile a giant scenery, Mm. uh, like the one that I was talking about, uh, Cyberpunk Town or City, Cyberpunk City. Um, and it literally was just like a a, a snapshot of like a city that they built in like this futuristic kind of, um, dystopian kind of world. And they took all of those assets and just put them in a giant list. Mm -hmm. So if you literally like downloaded every single asset and just put it in, you could just create the same exact replica, just rearrange it slightly. Yeah. And so it was so cool that like, like literally it's just dragon it literally is drag and drop yep. which is super cool and like the realm where i saw that i that i thought i would be using it most likely because the animation and stuff like that would take a quite a bit of time to learn which i would still totally love to do it um what i found is people would use mega scans drop it in uh, and then just articulate the camera and then just take snapshots and then photoshop paint they would, they would paint in photoshop um their their lighting their all that stuff but literally you can get it almost to perfection in that world and then they just photoshop a few extra stuff and then it looks amazing and what's stupid what's stupid is that like artists like 2d animating artists will spend like tens of hours drawing it from this angle, drawing it from that angle, drawing it like five different angles. And then somebody like literally drags and drops mega scans, throws in some fog, and then just goes picture, 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 picture from every angle they want. 30 minutes. In 30 minutes. And you're like, that's absolutely ridiculous. Like stupid. But I mean, it's it's like an amazing u- tool. Like it's something like that I don't think 2D artists should overlook either.
0: Yeah, especially because, like, you can build everything with, like, 3D assets, and then you can add, like, your own stylized touch on top of it, like, you can layer it on there. I mean, obviously, like, I haven't fiddled with that yet, but it's definitely possible. I've seen, like, things, like, as I was browsing through different tutorials on YouTube, it was, like, how to do, like, a th- 2D animation with Unreal, or, like, converting 3D to 2D. Like, it's totally possible. Yeah. It lets you paint with, like, really broad strokes, and then... You can go through like the large details like the landscaping or then you can go through the medium details like the buildings and like populating it a little bit. And then you can go with the the super tiny details which is like where things get like really fantastic. And then even then you can take it further with like After Effects and you can just keep going. And it just Unreal like enables you to get like the bulk of it and to get your imagination onto the screen and then lets you like work from there. It makes all the like... The foundation work easy. So it lets you like focus more on like being creative.
1: Yeah. And, and like what's so cool is that you can create like this amazing cinematic world. And then you just press play. And then it suddenly drops in like a 3D rendered mm. um uh third person perspective dude that you could just run around like as as if you're just playing a video game. Yeah. And, and you're just really like, do do smooth. do let me
0: just like walk
1: around here and you're like
0: it's so smooth, too, because, like, you can change, like, um, uh, like, render settings, like, how pretty you want it to be. Like, I'm doing it all on my laptop, and it's still possible to, like, have this crazy, like, animated game world and, like, be able to, like, just hit play and then play around in that world as if you were playing, like, the actual game, like, within seconds. Like, you don't yeah. have to, you don't have to, like, export it to anything and then, like, launch it and then go through all the troubleshooting to, like, go through and see how it looks you just move your cursor up a few inches, hit play, and then it lets you go. And it's so optimized. It's yeah. it's incredible.
1: Yeah, and it's literally at the very beginning, like as you load a world, it'll ask you game, film, this or that, it, so that it literally is so optimized to you. Because the one thing that Adobe uh, products, I, I believe, intentionally do is they don't optimize it enough because they require tutorials. Yeah, people going through what's that? Um, because Adobe, like I'm sure, makes bank off of tutorials, all yeah. of those things. Because like, granted, like the more tools, the better it seems, but it doesn't. It's it's not like so streamlined. It's just like there's a there's a steep learning curve. But as far as Unreal Engine, there's, like, an even steeper learning curve, but it's so much easier. It's so much beginner-friendly.
0: Yeah, and, like, with Adobe, you can spend, like, an eternity, like, trying to learn everything and specialize and, like, oh, I want to do green screening. we will follow, like, three tutorials for that. or And then, like, you, know, like, try and, like, put everything together, and then you'll, like, But heads with something that you didn't see in the tutorial, like this error pops up in like the top left of the screen, or like you like you do all the things, you follow the tutorial, you do what you want to put in there, you put your own creative twist on it, like oh I want to put this in there, I don't want to put what the what the tutorial goes over in there, and then you run into an error, and then you're like oh okay, well now what? And then you go to Google, you spend like another three hours on the scrolling through forums. And then it just makes it, like, the whole process just not fun. And one guy had the same problem, but it was back in
1: 2013.
0: Yep, yep. And then (laughs) I I think I'm switching off of Adobe. Like, I was literally talking about with my professors, like, today for my first day of classes. We were talking about, like, uh, production workflow. And I went up to my professor and I was like, I know we're supposed to talk about our workflow, but I'm literally switching from Adobe and don't technically have one right now. What do I do? So... That was a lot of fun. So maybe DaVinci. Uh, I'm still like exploring options right and now. And
1: DaVinci is a competitor to Premiere Pro, which is an Adobe product. Like you could either spend a boatload of money, or DaVinci is free.
0: Yep, free
1: Unity, DaVinci, both powerhouses, but are both very much with no yeah. price.
0: Sorry. Yeah, you're totally good, dude. See you later, everybody. <laughs> Yeah, I just, it, like, DaVinci's, like, got the free basic one. But then, like, Adobe's, like, it's just, like, you spend so much money and you don't, like, it's just not fun to use it. Like, Adobe's not a fun software to use. Like, it, even if you know how to it. Get gets it to fun you
1: know, when you're really, really good at it.
0: Yeah, but then it's, you run it. It takes so long to get there. Yeah. That,
1: like. It's a steep learning
0: curve. It's, like. Being a doctor is fun once you're a doctor kind of thing. <laughs>
1: yeah. That's why so many kids just played Microsoft Paint for so long. Yeah. Because it was just like on the computer and it was just like there was no learning curve. That's literally like the base, the lowest of the low of learning curves. Mm-hmm. It's just like you get on, you just do it. Mm-hmm. And granted, it doesn't produce anything good, but yeah, it it's that enjoyability, mm-hmm. which was kind of lacking in. Um, Adobe products. Granted, it's like professional level stuff, but mm. Da Vinci's getting pretty competitive.
0: Yeah, it's good. Like the Adobe software is very robust. Do not yeah. get do not get me wrong. It is very robust, very powerful software. But it's like as an artist, you should be enjoying your work. You shouldn't be like dredging up, like, oh, I have to dredge up motivation to go like edit my file yeah Instead it's of just like daunting all of this like raw footage that you don't want to edit because that part is so not fun but like with going with unreal it's so much fun like i wake up in the morning and i get up like a, a few hours before class just to get a little bit more done on my tutorial like it's so much fun because every time you get into it you see the changes you see like oh i made that and then you go out through the rest of the day like I just made a city in my right before I like got coffee this morning. You'd be like, what's up guys? Good morning. I already built a city in my, on my computer, like something cool like that. Like it's so much fun. Yeah. Like I'm just getting all giddy about it. Like after the podcast is over, I'm going to go and finish my project. Now that's done rendering. I'm so excited. But like, if you're like, Hey, let's go edit a video with Adobe. I'd be like, can we do that tomorrow? <laughs> so you see what I'm
1: saying? Yeah. No, I totally <laughs> do. I, I feel your pain. Um, but yeah, that's, that's like the, the beauty of unreal mm-hmm. and the fact that it's so diverse, um, like how, Oh, and like the, the game, like, like how, when you load it up, it it asks you game film, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, if you press game, it will literally ask you, Oh, is this a racing game? Is this a 2d platformer game? Is it a 3d game? Is it first person shooter game? And you literally click it and it already like, uploads like a ton of ton of basics for you yeah. so that like immediately you're like oh this is a racing game you don't need any of that stuff that's all junk we'll put it far away so that you can't that so that you'll have to look for it to get it yeah. like all the other stuff and, mm-hmm. the, and so they're like oh so you just need this for now mm-hmm. and then they give you all that you just need immediately
0: yeah and what i found um really like hindered me in the beginning was just like how much content that Unreal has. It has so much content that it's like, I was like, dang, I'll never be able to figure out how to do all this. But you just kind of like follow along with a tutorial. Like that's what I did. It was like, it's a five-hour tutorial. It's how to build a really beautiful 3D world start to finish. Like literally start like, here, let's open Unreal Engine 5 for the first time. And then five hours later, you have this amazing, beautiful world. And now you know how to do it yourself. You can do it all by yourself. And it's literally that simple. It's not like jam packed, like you have like a to-do list and you got to like take notes the whole time and reference them. If you want to go back and like redo something, it's like, no, it's not that simple. Just have someone that knows what they're doing, like guide you through it. And then once you build that first 3d world, like I'm going back through all these other settings, like all this content that's in there that used to intimidate me and, Again, only been doing it for a couple months. And I'm looking at it like, oh, I can go build a city right now. I feel pretty confident. And I'm like going through the YouTube tutorials like how to how to do a beach in 15 minutes or or like one minute to make a beach. I'm like, oh, I can totally do that right now. Like I know how to do it. I know their secret. <laughs> and, then, and then like with um there was another one that was like beautiful Nordic clip tutorial. We can do it in 30 minutes. I'm like, I know which asset that is. <laughs> I saw that one in the tutorial. So it's just like it it like switches something like once you're done with like just getting one project done getting that first project done you it just like expands your mind to like well if I can do this I can do so much more and then that lets you like broaden your scopes into like I want to work on the fine details or like I want to do my own asset scanning like I want to go take pictures of like buildings and stuff or like and then create my own textures and you know then build it that way but you don't have to you can also go into like um keyframing and using virtual cameras which is something that I'm really interested in because I want to take that 3D world I'm working on and I want to use that 3D world that I'm using from that specific tutorial finish mm-hmm. that one go to another tutorial about keyframing and then use that world in, like, combination with a bunch of other YouTube tutorials and see, like, what I can make with nothing but just YouTube tutorials and yeah. this free engine.
1: Yeah, and you can go really far with it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and,
1: and yeah, like you were saying, how you don't have to scan a full building, but later on you could. You That's what's really cool about it is that, like, because it's artist-creator friendly because you can just create and have fun and sandbox and just, like, just go crazy with it. And just enjoy the the learning process. Um yeah, like the disconnect with Adobe is the enjoying of the learning process. And then later on, you're open-minded to wow, I could do this, or I could just keep doing it my own way. And then once you're really, really good at your own way, then you're like, I can add this to my arsenal, mm. this art to my arsenal. And like you can create heavy hitter, like fun, amazing content and and just like an awesome time just with mega scans just with simple easy free like just a little bit of time and like how how it's so cool that people will play a video game that millions of people like hundreds of thousands if not millions of people are playing at the exact same time and they'll spend upwards of like 80 bucks just for the game to start it, to get in, and then just be like, "This is so cool!" But how amazing it would be into within five hours have your very own world. Yep, and just be like, "I did that," and then the next time it wouldn't take five hours; it would take less than that, mm-hmm. and you could just have so much fun with just like getting in and being like, "You know what? I can do that. That that'd be legit."
0: You know, what's like really fun is like when I actually combine it with my cinema stuff that I have been studying because I was like, I was taking a, what was it called? It was like a pre-production uh, course on like cinema. Like it's like pre-production, whatever. Um, That was like the most intimidating, daunting course I've ever done because like, I even like bought this book about pre-production. The book is like this thick of everything that needs to go into like an hour shoot. like, there's like forms for like if you have a dog in your film. Like if there's a dog in the film, there needs to be paperwork for it. Or if like you want to use like a certain section of a building, you have to get registration for that. You need to get a license to use that in your film. And like there's no such thing as like rogue filmmaking. Like you can go out there and make cool stuff, but like actual like full-on productions, they have so much paperwork involved. It was so intimidating. I was like, dude, there's no way I can make like a maze runner kind of movie by myself. That would be be so hard and so much money and so much time. Yeah. Like it's literally impossible. I would have to like, like just to do it by myself. I mean, like I'm sure I I mean, anything, anything is possible, but still like it would just take an absolute monumental amount of effort to do that. But versus like unreal engine, I can do it in like, Oh, I want to make a, uh, a maze runner type of, like scene, I can do that in two hours and yeah. then green screen, some stuff in. And then it won't be exactly like maze runner. Cause that's like a no. full production, yeah, yeah. but like, it'll be pretty freaking close and be like, it got you there. Let's, uh, let's do it again.
1: I heard, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was Tokyo drift. Um, just like a fun thing. I, I heard that in Tokyo drift, Japan actually did not let them drift the famous corner where, uh, it's like the cross streets where everybody like where everybody walks across. It's like it's the famous corner street in uh Japan and uh they did not give Tokyo Drift the right to film there, but they did it anyways. And they had one of their like assistants um claim to be the producer of the film so that he would get put in jail for a day because as like um as like a slap on the wrist for uh, filming in a location that they weren't supposed to
0: so oh. uh, so th- that was
1: them like getting around like we're gonna film here because we have to and um but but that's the thing it's like there's millions of paperwork so so much stuff to do so many like like just imagine like all of these like simple looking desert shots will have behind the screen behind the the camera massive tents. Air-conditioned tents that they spent like tens of thousands of dollars putting up with all of the trailers, everybody's trailers, um, food prepared for like over a hundred people.
0: Also, like bathrooms, 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 water, transportation, salaries. Like how many hour? How many hours does it take for them to get there? Who's gonna get them? Are they gonna use their own cars? Are they gonna use their own gas?
1: And how long does it take to create a desert shot on Unreal Engine?
0: Uh. I could probably do one, like, even with my skill set, I could probably build a desert and get a shot done in maybe, like, a couple days. Maybe, like, let's say five days, because I don't know what I'm doing. But still. But, but to if, make maybe, a
1: desert, how long would that take?
0: Uh, probably, like, let's see, three hours. Three hours for, like, a high-quality. high-quality, massive desert. It's, yeah. like, three hours
1: compared to tens of thousands of dollars.
0: Probably like 30 days, maybe less, maybe like 15 days to get like a full like desert scene done because you gotta, there's, there's, there's a lot that goes into pre-production and it's, it's daunting. I'll just say it's daunting. Yeah,
1: no kidding. That's why you need like the multi-million dollar deals type of thing
0: just to do something even
1: remotely simple. I saw like a, a really high production movie and yet they put like this little tiny box car made out of plywood and a camera on a train track and and it was pretending to be a train like a guy in a train but it was literally a guy inside like a little tiny plywood box that they decorated the inside of the plywood box and they had the camera like sitting there looking at it and it was like a high quality like big production movie but they like scrapped it like to the cheapest thing they could possibly do just for ease because i'm sure it was like a Ten seconds of the shot, or something like that. But it's just funny that, um,
0: you know what's crazy? Like you know the movie Space Buddies. No. (laughs) Is it like the huge helmet? No, no, no. It's 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 literally like a kids' movie about like four golden retrievers going to space. Oh, that space! (laughs) Yeah, Space Buddies. Do you know the budget was for that movie? Forty million. No, it was nine million. But still, Ah. (laughs) nine million dollars for that movie. That's nine million dollars, like just. But it made how much? Yeah, I probably a lot. I think a decent amount, but still, like, cause like we were, it was just like a joke that I made for uh, one of my classes. Like, what's your favorite movie? And I was like, Space Buddies. And then he like actually, <laughs> he actually went up and like typed it into Google, and we all looked at. it, oh, and said, no! Was great. And then I, everyone was like, "Is that really your favorite movie?" And I was like, "No, Blade Runner's my favorite movie." Movie. <laughs> Yeah, it was a good time. But I just, still, you need $9 million to make space buddies. That's what I'm, the point of what I'm trying to say.
1: So, Dynamo was really cool.
0: Yes. Dynamo was really cool. Because
1: Blade Runner esque.
0: Yes. How did you know? (laughs) Blade Runner is my favorite movie. And then, like, seeing Dynamo, especially, like, all the, like, virtual reality thing, like that guy that's sitting underneath the bridge with, like, the mask on. Fishing? Yeah. The fishing guy. Yeah. He knows what I'm talking about.
1: Yeah, and I think that's a tutorial as well. Basically, like, he took a bunch of, like, tutorial stuff and just modge podged it. uh, As he was creating this giant several-year project, he would just take a tiny snippet out and just be like, hey, everybody, this is how I'm doing it. And just the fact that he did that was, like, so cool. Like, even just, like, newspapers, like, floating across the ground, like, just the wind picking up newspapers. Like, he'd do a short tutorial on that. So literally, like there's so much stuff that people have just uncovered and learned about software like that, that especially when it's free, when it's free, it incentivizes so many more people just to go out there and just teach other people how to do it. Like, I feel like when it comes to high paying software, people are less likely to be like, here is all my, all the information I know about it. It's more like, Oh, here's my course. I don't think there's been like any I haven't really come to came across any um, paid courses for Unreal Engine.
0: I think literally a
1: boatload is all free.
0: I think like the guy that I'm following his uh, his YouTube is Unreal Sensei. He's so good, dude. Um, But I think he does have like courses you could pay for. But that's like optional. Probably. And even dude, the quality of his tutorials that I'm watching for free are insane. It's like it's definitely better than some of the college courses I've taken and it's free. You can go look at the video right now. So,
1: who else who else would you suggest?
0: So, there's Unreal Sensei, I'd have to pull up the names.
1: Go ahead. I will. Um, that's good stuff. But, but what's really cool is that like there's even um tracking stuff that you can do in the game. Uh at like one of my favorite scenes is a one of my favorite things that uh, a group did with unreal engine is they put a guy on a swivel chair and he, they took tracking like tracking balls mm-hmm. that, and they put it on a shoulder rig uh, as if it was a um, camera, but they didn't have a camera on it. They put tracking balls on a shoulder rig and then they put, gave the guy uh VR glasses so he could see what the world was. And he held this shoulder rig and was sat on a swivel chair and the scene was a spaceship zooming across like a a desert landscape with fog
0: oh yeah i've seen that one yeah and they literally and he sits
1: here with the camera rig and he sits there and and there's like three dudes i think there's like two or three dudes and one of them's like hitting his shoulders <laughs> and the That's other the one's like hopping. rocking his chair <laughs> yeah. and the other one's like going this way like there's all these it, it axes so of good. motion and this guy's just sitting there with his camera rig just like watching and then he was like look back and forth with the vr glasses but he would point with the camera rig and they vr tracked the the camera rig into unreal engine and that was the cockpit of the um Shot for the for that scene.
0: I believe that tutorial was done by Megascans Really? Yeah, I think it was either Quixel mega scans, like get them flip flop. But I know they work really closely together, but I know it's definitely done by them
1: But it, but but like what I mean granted it took quite a bit time to set that rig up and stuff. Mm-hmm. I granted it's a swivel chair, but it's just the funniest thing is that like you could have a paid animator sitting there and manually um making all the little tiny tweaks and motions and like uh blurs and stuff like that but instead they just put guy <laughs> on i just thought it was so funny um and so another group corridor digital are you familiar with them
0: no what
1: you're in film and you're not corridor digital is really <laughs> cool um they just do a ton of film stuff um and one of the things that they recently did is they actually created a, a website. A little mm. bit ago mm. and they basically made it crowdfunding mm. where they would just pitch an idea to the world um and then people that were on their website would crowdfund the idea if they liked it mm. um, and one of the ideas that came about was um uh i forget what it was called but it's it they they played a, a full campaign of D D. um and then what they did is they scanned they they built a big a uh, table full of like their their world, uh, with all these little figurines and stuff like that, like a typical D and D like table, mm. and they scanned it. Yeah. They they took all the cameras and they they scanned it, and then now they're shrinking themselves using green screen and putting themselves. They're acting out their entire campaign, what? and they're putting themselves inside their mini f- miniatures stuff, which is super funny because it's like what? a miniature world that's blown up but they're running around inside of it.
0: That sounds like the perfect case to use Unreal Engine 5. That sounds like the perfect scenario to use that yeah
1: because you're like you're making this scan and then you're just green screening yourself into like this little scan
0: mm-hmm. And you can set up a world like that um, with enough level of detail because like there's um actual like their mannequin like their iconic mannequin for Unreal Engine is about six feet tall so you can put it in there and then build an entire world scaled around that mannequin. And if you were to like put someone in there, like if you had like a 4K camera with a green screen, you put that guy in there, it would actually like match up. Like it would look um correct. Yeah. As far as like spatial like spatial size. Which is crazy. Did you find them? I did. I did see some. So again, like I'm literally just going on YouTube I mean, there's Unreal Sensei, there's Smart Poly, um, Unreal Sensei again, Pink Pocket TV, I G N A C E A L E Y A. I think it's Ignance Elia. Um, there's School of Motion. Um Dev's Lopes. That's a good one too. And then the, here's literally the one I was talking about with the <laughs> with like the Nordic cliffs. I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah I know yeah, what yeah. assets they use to make that. Drag and drop. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dude, there's so many. Those are just, like, the the top, like, five or six that I've seen. And I'm, like, I haven't gone through all of them. Like, I'm still in that first tutorial, like, outside of, like, the ones that are, are on Unreal's website. And Unreal has, like, their own place to go and, like, learn stuff. And I definitely, like, highly recommend them because it's, like, a very traditional. Um, it's laid out just like GCU's courses are. Like with a, this is topic one, this is topic two, this is topic three. And then there's like different assignments in there. And that's following along and building up towards the end of the project. It's very traditional versus like the YouTube tutorials is like, it is topic by topic, but you have to kind of like the the line between each thing isn't as clear versus like on Unreal's website. It's like, this is literally what we're going to learn about. Let's do it. So there's some, like, there's learning styles for, like, there's a, there's a tutorial for anyone's learning style, is what I'm trying to say.
1: Mm -hmm. And I think another daunting thing for people who wouldn't consider doing this is um, the quality or the, uh, the build of their computer. And granted, it is a gaming laptop, but you're doing it off
0: of a laptop. Yeah, my laptop's going on to, it's like five years old now. So it has like, um, it does have a GTX ten seventy, but it's like the old laptop version before they like, it does it uses like eighty percent of like the actual like original desktop card, so it's like more like a GTX ten sixty Ti kind of, um, but even then it has like only eight gigabytes of, of like VRAM or whatever it's called, um. And I've already like run into issues like where it's like, oh, you're running out of RAM. Like there's not enough space. But like you just dial it back. There's like there's options to like work with your um with whatever hardware you have. Yeah. You just gotta be patient with like like the load times and like if you wanna get something loaded and you know something's gonna have to be loaded, do it before you go to bed. And then once and like when you wake up and it'll be done, you know? Yeah. Like just be smart about it or like you're gonna run some errands today let it run in the background and like have a fan on it. Like even my, my computer's fans don't work. <laughs> like they broke after like two months of me buying the laptop and I bought it off eBay. Cause I like, I did not have enough money to build a rig. So I like, I bought this laptop cause I knew I was going to travel around a lot and like didn't have enough money to build like a really comparable like desktop tower. And just like at the time, especially with like uh, what was it? Bitcoin mining was huge at the time when we're like just getting started. Um, so like, Graphics cards were so expensive, so like getting like used pre-built computers is cheaper than buying and building your own one. Um, so like I got this laptop and it's like got decent specs on it and stuff, but like even now, like five years later, fans never worked. It's running great. Like I'm doing all my stuff on it, and people are like, "Dude, that's so awesome!" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm using a broken computer to do it yeah. too." So, <laughs> and so needless needless to
1: say, is it is doable.
0: Yeah, with anything. With anything, yeah.
1: Just may not be the greatest of all quality in the history of the world. Maybe not
0: a Chromebook, but ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you <know>, yeah, no. <laughs> it might be possible, but you like to open up just to open the software might take three days. <laughs> True. Yeah. But yeah, so
1: it, so it is doable. It's not something that you absolutely have to have this massive hulking mm-hmm. beast of a co- computer just to load it up, mm-hmm. which I think. I think what it is is that it just takes longer time. Yeah, it just takes open. more time. It just takes more time to open. Um, especially because it's, it's something that builds the world. It's like the tools. It's not necessarily everything that encompasses everything all at once. Mm-hmm. So it's not like all those tools are running 100%, like 150%, like 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. Instead, it's just whatever you're using at that immediate moment, and it just may take a little bit longer than you think.
0: And like this is another thing like between Adobe and Unreal that makes it more fun. So I'm opening up this asset pack that took me like nine hours to open it. I think it was like eight hours, nine hours to open it. Did not expect it to take that long. But when it opened, my computer got an error saying I I literally didn't have enough RAM to open up this compute open up this file. So it it said it crashed. And I was like, dang, I gotta start all over. But I opened it and it's still got it done like it still worked it opened up and it said like and like unreal is really smart and this is why i really enjoy using it is because it was loading the whole map and i can like move my camera around and stuff in it which if you don't have enough ram to open up the file it shouldn't work right but no unreal is really smart it just unloads some certain textures to compensate for your computer's lack of like power and it's like just so you know 200 megabytes of textures is not being loaded at the maximum quality and like if you move around it'll keep trying to load in all those textures and it does it in a way to like where you'll still be able to move around and like actually use the software and interact and not be like oh now that i don't have software like i can't interact with it anymore it it's just really intelligent and it's just like adobe doesn't do that it'd be like oh you don't have ram sorry can't use your so- yourself yeah. nope, you're done it'll you're done.
1: just so it just uses what you have yeah and uh, like a poly count. Mm-hmm. So basically like it, like a certain, a poly is like a side, like an angle, like two sides coming together. Mm. So a, a cube would have like eight, have like six polys. Yeah. Um. But once you get like a face, mm. then you could get like into hundreds, if not thousands mm-hmm. or millions of polys. Um, and so basically like what it would do is it would take that asset and then it would just flatten some of those so some of those polys mm-hmm. some of the angles it would flatten it and just make it a little bit more geometric
0: or even the ones that you're not looking at like let's say you yeah, have, yeah you yeah. have an asset that's behind the camera that you're not looking at it'll like those ones won't be at, rendered at 100 percent quality but the one in front of you will be mm-hmm. and that's what it's talking about like saving some of that extra space which i think is incredible and especially with unreal engine 5 specifically they now have the nanite technology which is um it's like it allows you to have all these like super high quality like meshes and um, with like super insane high poly counts. And um, you can render like multiple stacks of them end on end on end. And it looks – it's it's like I can't even describe how they did it. I don't know how they pulled it off, but this is what's going to immediately push them over their competition is their Nanite and their Lumen, which is um their global illumination techniques that they have. and uh, But like again with Nanite specifically – It's just on Unreal Engine 4, you can have like, let's say it had like a million polygons in this like rock or something or like this like cliff. You put it on the screen and you obviously see your performance like drop because you're trying to render all of it. But in Unreal Engine 5, you could put it on there and your FPS will stay about the same. You might drop like half a frame. And it's the exact same mesh, same amount of polygons, but it's just because of how Nanite is rendering it. And when you're looking at it, it looks exactly the same. But, you know, what gets, like, even crazier is you can take that exact same, like, mesh, and you can copy it a thousand times. and all have it all on screen still, and you might drop, like, five frames per second. But if you did, like, five of them on Unreal Engine 4, you would drop, like, 30, 40 frames. Like, Nanite is insane. Like, if you don't know what Nanite is, go look it up. I can't even, like, I'm not going to do it justice by, like, telling you about it right here. Go look at it yourself. I'm not lying. They literally did a test where they had the, like, there's this, like, high-polygon statue that they had for their, like, demo reel. And they took it and they copied it, like, 10 million times. And they had it all on screen. And you could still have, like, the guy still had, like, 50, 40 frames per second. And, like, he was literally, like, walking around. Like, you know, he could click and hit play. Mm-hmm. He clicked and hit play with his guy standing on top of these high-polygon meshes. And he was running around on top of them. Like, just to, like, try and abuse Nanite as much as possible. And he was still getting, like, 30 to 40 frames per second. But on Unreal Engine 4, he can only put in, like, 2,000 of those statues. And he was getting, like, 19 frames per second.
1: So this isn't just a step up. It's, like, a... Like it's a, an evolution. Wow. It's an evolution. It's insane so you're starting this you're getting into it um, and I hope to see results you will you will and in and in the
0: meantime um I will try uh, that five hour course you should I'll send it to you so sweet you'd be the second person that's you know Hector is actually gonna start doing it as well really yeah Hector's one of our close friends yeah. and uh, he's a he was talking to me uh in after class he's like dude you know what you're so smart for doing unreal engine that's like the future of filmmaking i was like yeah this is the best time unreal engine came out like three to four months ago like and it's still in the early fifth one. yeah the fifth one came out only a few months ago and it's still in early access get on it now like <laughs> there's no better time like and it's man, free man, it's free and i i don't know the specifics of it but i know you can create and sell content and i believe it's up to like million in profit. You don't have to send, you don't have to give any money to Epic Games up until $3 million profit. I know it's something like insane.
1: But. So, what famous games have been made
0: in Unreal Engine? Ooh, plenty.
1: Fortnite?
0: Oh, Fortnite. Yep. That's Fortnite. All the. The reason why, like, Epic Games, like, all this like development and like Unreal Engine, which like,
1: is crazy. It's a free
0: software, and they're making like three billion dollars off of Fortnite. Yep, that Fortnite money. I can't say I don't like Fortnite because I wouldn't have Unreal Engine 5. So you're like, <laughs> I don't like you, but thank you. Like all the kids are like, Fortnite, Fortnite, Fortnite. I'm like, Unreal Engine. I'm like, <laughs> UE5, <laughs> UE5, UE5, <laughs> UE5. <laughs>
1: You're like I support Fortnite because it pays for my engine.
0: <laughs> it's it pays for my engine when I don't. I wouldn't be able to get it otherwise. So, we live in some crazy times, man. Oh. it's gonna be fun. Yeah, I'll send you that tutorial link. Sweet. I sent it to Hector too. So awesome. And I might link it um, as well. Mm-hmm. Unreal Sensei, if you're seeing this, thank you so much. I love your tutorial. We thank you. We thank you, Unreal Sensei. <laughs>
1: All right, um, yeah, and so you're wanting to do an animation?
0: Uh. Yeah, definitely want to go into, like, doing very similar to what Dynamo does. Like, that's including animation, green screening, storyboarding, story writing, all of that. And uh, if, like, Lord willing, like, my girlfriend really wants to be able to, she, like, her dream is to be, like, she wants to be, like, the horror character in a horror film. And I was like, dude, we should totally collab where I make, like, a horror environment and you can be like the bad guy we should totally do something because like that's her dream but she doesn't like she's like there's no way i'll be like a famous actor you don't don't have to be but now you don't have to be so hopefully and then you run a kickstarter
1: just saying like hey this is what i'm doing and then the world is like oh that's legit yeah that's like i'll help you out with that (laughs) be sick, (laughs) sweet crazy times guys crazy times well thank you so much wyatt Thank you. Yeah, uh, we met like two days ago or yeah. like last week. Yeah, last week. But we met like for the first time last week, and then um, I
0: shouted out uh, Dynamo, and now and we, we're... we connected on Instagram. He literally met me when I was on the way of getting uh, to getting some pizza. And now yeah, here we, and now here we are getting on this podcast. Yes, sir. That's how it works. That's how it goes. So,
1: with that, thank you very much for being on. Thank you, Christian, for inviting me uh you better start getting to work because i expect results
0: they will come i when we're done i'm going to get that done
1: and burnout is a lot more difficult when you're really enjoying the process yes this is true
0: take time for yourself guys it's very important
1: very important so with that be inspired have fun try out unreal engine and in the meantime i will try it out as well and then we'll both be back telling you how it goes
0: so. Thank you. Thank you. See ya. Wow.